Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. What is up, Micah, man? I'm chilling, Stevie Stacks. How you doing? Literally chilling, man. It's like nine degrees outside. Yeah, in uh, Texas, too. That's crazy. The entire state of Texas is in like a blizzard. Man, crazy. What what day is this? February 15th, 2021. So remember that date. Fact. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this is your this is episode 155 of your favorite Airbnb VRBO short-term, long-term rental podcast in the world. And we're happy to have a guest today. A Miss Serena is joining us. Hey. <laughs> hey, Serena. How you doing? Doing great. How are y'all doing? Uh, we're, you know, trying to keep warm while we still have power here. Yeah, just <laughs> disclosure, if we uh, drop off, it's because we probably lost power. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Serena, so like, you, you, uh, I, so I met Serena off of Clubhouse. Clubhouse has mm-hmm. been a major plug. So where do you operate uh, out of and how many units are you operating? So I'm in Atlanta, um, Atlanta, Georgia. Right now I have seven homes. So I just got, I just signed two leases this month, which is crazy. That never usually happens, but seven right now. So seven homes. Um, I specialize in larger homes. I kind of stray away from apartments. So like larger homes, five, six bedrooms, usually 2,500 to 4,000 square feet is what I stick to <laughs> large homes yeah large homes wow now now question are you dang because you're the second straight guest that says they're doing those large homes now are you based like are your units in the city of atlanta so only one is and then i have just kind of several locations outside of the city it's kind of tough sometimes getting in the city in the city city um they did have restrictions and they just lifted in atlanta so I was kind of like avoiding the city for a little while too. The city was kind of expensive. I'm like, wait a minute, eight grand, eight grand for rent. Okay, hold on. Wait, wait, let's back up. Basically, I kind of waited for a good deal in the city. Duluth, I have one in Duluth, Georgia, Alpharetta, uh, Kennesaw, Powder Spring, Carrollton. Did I say Kennesaw? But yes, so seven, seven total. So, so They're like 30 out. minutes. Like some of them are, um, oh yeah, so like some of them as far as 30 minutes outside of Atlanta. And then um, one of them is, the furthest one is like a, an hour outside of Atlanta. So that's, that's the first one, but all of them are pretty much like within 30 minutes from Atlanta. But yeah, Atlanta <laughs> just lifted a, um, a restriction. So they were going to ban uh, Airbnb in the city city. And I had to like, I talked to the uh, lady in zoning and apparently they're just going to give a slap us with a regulation instead of actually, you know, um, eliminating us being able to do it. So that's good. Oh, that's really that's good. why I got that one in Atlanta. I just got one in Atlanta just because of that reason. They just, you know, slapped us with some regulations now. Follow the regulations, smart move. So what? So you got seven. And you, uh, when did you start and what made you get started? Oh, good question. Okay, it's kind of a long story, but in 2017 is when I got my first property. I got that because I was basically doing what is known now as, what is it called? What do they call it? House hacking. So I didn't, that, that wasn't, I didn't know what that was in 2017. So but anyway, I was basically um, sharing my apartment. I rented out a room. I wanted to make some extra money. I had a two-bedroom apartment. Basically, that kind of sparked. I got I got a tenant in two weeks. So, so like two weeks, someone was able to pay me what I was paying my rent in my rent. So she was basically paying me my rent without knowing it. And I was like, whoa, this is amazing. So two, in two weeks, I was going to pay my rent. So I'm like, okay, I need to, you know, scale the same business again. So um, that's when I got like a five-bedroom home. And I basically was doing the house hacking with that. In 2018, my grandmother just mentioned Airbnb. I really didn't know what it was. So I was curious. And basically, I put a room on Airbnb. I started off with a room. I put that on Airbnb. And then what the same day I put it on Airbnb, I got my first booking. So I was super, super excited. So yeah, basically from there, I wanted to scale, but I didn't want to be limited by the amount of income you know that I put down for each property. So that's when I kind of discovered rental arbitrage and decided the best way that I can scale, the fastest way I can scale with the money that I have is to rent instead of you know purchasing. But I did purchase my first one. But yeah, moving forward, I got started with the rental arbitrage because of yeah, just trying to leverage my money. So so yeah, it's pretty much it. Pretty much it. Whoa! So hold on, you bought a five bedroom house. Oh, I bought a five-bedroom house. Yeah, I bought 
but that was yeah that was it so i bought one for i purchased one home it was super like i got a really crazy deal though crazy crazy deal that does not exist yeah i was able to get that uh, approval off of my nine to five income my last job that i was working i was able to get approved from that income basically tell us about this crazy deal that don't exist yeah. <laughs> so Basically, it's a, I got it for $65,000, moving uh-uh. ready, like 65 for a, um, it's like 2,500 square feet, five bedroom. I turned one of the bedrooms, well, one, I turned the um, closet, no, 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 that's a, that's an office, I turned the office into a six bedroom. So basically, yeah, 65000 it was originally seventy five, and but we were able to get it down to sixty five. but yeah, moving ready, so perfect condition, How'd only you- 10 years old. Yeah, how'd you do that? The location, I guess. Because, so it's all the way in Carrollton. So basically, really the location, I was able to get something really cheap in Carrollton. So that's pretty much it. But it's a townhome. It's a townhome, though. So it's not a, you know, it's not a home-home townhome. But 65000 So my realtor, <laughs> my realtor was trying to find me something in Atlanta. I really wanted something close to Atlanta. But we couldn't, of course, we couldn't find anything in my budget. Cause um my my ninety five only I got a pre approval for what for ninety thousand dollars like that's it that's it that was my limit you which made is it crazy. work you made it work I made it work because I I wanted five bedrooms I'm like okay I need five <laughs> I need five but I need moving ready I can't afford at that time I I had no money I could not afford to do any renovations do anything so yeah I had to work with what I had it's- thankfully we found something <sighs> found something. <laughs> you know what this this makes me think of right away is that um because let's say that you would have got approved for a two hundred and fifty thousand or three hundred thousand dollar home, a lot mm-hmm. of people would be tempted to spend every single bit of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They'd get into a place that ain't even going to be as profitable as if you would have got that sixty five thousand dollar home. You know, mm-hmm. it made you it made you use your resourcefulness, and you might have even got something that's even you know way more profitable than the the giant McMansion you wanted to get with an HOA that don't allow you to do nothing. Yeah. Now. Th- yeah, my exactly. On that five bedroom, you lived in it and rented out all the rooms. Yes. Ooh. Yes. No. So that sucks. Of course, that sucks. No one wants to do that. <laughs> no one wants to do that. But it was the smartest decision for me. Um, it's the smartest decision for anyone who has had a limited income. So my income was very limited. I was working um, a job. I wasn't getting paid, you know, much at all. So that was the best way for me to leverage my income and be able to save. And, you know, like if I had a regular apartment, I wouldn't be like, am I paying $1,200 a month? I would not have been to save. Like I, you know, save for my next one. So I recommend that for people who basically just have a limited income. They don't have a lot of money saved. That is the smartest way to go. For sure. It, Top. It, here's what I'll say right now. It just came to my mind. The more it hurts, mm-hmm. the more it hurts, the faster it will get you to a million. And we say that because Todd Baldwin, ah. you know, Todd Baldwin. He's a uh, the the they call I heard him the, that name. Heard his name. Yeah, he was on CNBC, the twenty-seven-year-old millionaire, whatever they called him. You know, he came on our show, but he did exact same thing. He got a big house with a ton of bedrooms, lived mm-hmm. in it, and then he rented out every single other bedroom, and then he hopped to the next one. Oh, darn! You broke up. Can you say that last part again? I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. So he he, he bought a big old house in over there, Seattle mm-hmm. area, or outskirts of Seattle, whatever. And then he 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 lived in he lived in one of the bedrooms, rented out all the other bedrooms, and then he hopped to the next house, did the same thing. Hopped to the next house, did the oh, same. Oh, so he did the same thing. So he lived in each one. And like within a few years, he was a millionaire because of you know uh-huh. of how much his house was worth and how skyrocket the, the you know the the economy was going. The coldest part about Todd was wow. he bought a duplex and rented out the rooms in the duplex. I was like, what? <laughs> he pushed it to a next level, man. They and, oh, that too. Yeah, that's. And the yeah. garage. And yeah. the garage. Then he, turn the garage into a bedroom. So house Airbnb. hacking. Airbnb, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I tell people so all the time, house hacking is the way to go. It's the most powerful thing there is right now. Wait a minute. Now I think I've seen him. I think I've seen that. I think I've seen him. Yeah. Uh, now that I think about it. But yeah, that's, yeah, it's just powerful. Um, it's just really leveraging your money. It's, it's sacrificing for sure. No one wants to do it. <laughs> like no one wants to sign up for that. But it's the best way to go for sure. Like, and some people will have good money and do it anyway. As people really don't mind it, they just rather save the money and do it anyway. So yeah, I used to do it. Good idea. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. how I started. That. Used to do it. Cool. Mm-hmm. So for how long? Like, um, like what? 
when did you get started and then how long were you doing that for? Uh, we did it for about two years, two, three two years. years. House active. We just lived in the downstairs of our house, rented out the upstairs. We had three bedrooms, we rented them out. Um, we rent them out by bedroom or you can rent them all out or you can rent two. We changed it up. So yeah, it, it's very, mm-hmm. it's very lucrative. I love house hacking. I'm definitely a proponent of that. Shoes. I'm actually looking yeah. house hacking opportunities any chance I get. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you're based out of Atlanta. You got seven units and you started out house hacking. So you, so it took you, you said four years to get to seven. Oh, well, yeah. Two thousand. 2017 so yeah so i got my first one um in september 2017 so almost four years i've been so yeah it's three three something three three years some change so yeah oh how's your systems with you having those big huge bedrooms like you're renting them out these big huge houses like do you have to pay your cleaners more mm-hmm. how do you how do you prevent parties that's a good question um so when it comes, well, first, when it comes to like the rooms kind of situation, I do that only at two homes where I do like by the room. But when you have nicer quality, basically your home kind of has to be nice quality. Um, if you want to do the entire home is what I've kind of learned. So it needs to be like really high quality. Basically, yes. I Well, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm cheap. I'm cheap. So I don't pay the cleaners a crazy amount. Um, I, <laughs> I basically, you know, hire them on indeed so that i can skip paying a cleaning company three hundred thousand i mean not three hundred thousand but three hundred dollars you know for cleaning Mm. so i only pay i still only pay like a hundred bucks um between a hundred to like 140 so like my four thousand um it's like my four thousand square foot property that one i paid her like 140 (laughs) but like the the smaller ones i paid a hundred so i'm cheap i'm cheap i'm trying to say i'm trying to save money and then um and then my clean my cleaning fee is like um three hundred for most of them. So like people are people are totally fine with paying this high cleaning fee. They're totally fine with it because I guess they they understand that okay this is a huge property. So um I make money like I make a couple hundred dollars of each cleaning fee, and then times times ten bookings a month. That's two thousand dollars right there just for cleaning, Ooh. just for cleaning. So that's that was and, amazing. And you that's didn't amazing. have to you didn't have to scrub one toilet yourself. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so. I cleaned for myself for an entire year. That was hell. That was mm. hell. But, mm. but, um, <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. But yeah, I started out cleaning for myself for a whole year and I got so sick of that. Of course, nobody wants to do that. So basically when I got, um, my third, my third one is when I hired a cleaner. So my longest cleaner has been with me for like over a year, but yeah, I hired everyone from indeed to save some money. Oh, and then the second question, how to prevent parties. So I have, lots of cameras installed lots of cameras um at each entrance and exit and then i have very strict rules like threaten them so many times before they even step a foot in the door they are threatened so many times so basically i said hey look if you if you invite you know more people over 12 whatever the max i have if you invite too many people if i see you with loud music if i see you doing this this and this I'm going to terminate your stay without a refund. And that has always worked. So like people will cancel. So I, I put that in my house rules and then I put that again in my check-in instructions um, because people don't read the house rules. They don't read it. So I put it twice and that has literally prevented a party from ever happening. So like basically um, if they want to cancel after that they sometimes do so i do get cancellations after they get those check-in instructions they'll cancel which which prevented a party right there you know so i haven't had any parties i haven't had one party so i'm really yeah, proud yeah. of that you getting paid off those cancellations well usually not because they usually cancel like right after <laughs> they get the check-in instructions <laughs> and i send the check-in instructions like five minutes within five minutes i have like my automatic messaging system on so um, they get those like immediately, and then they cancel like immediately. Like they cancel immediately. Airbnb so. gets paid. <laughs> now, now I have a question. Well, yeah, have you, oh, what Go I was ahead. gonna ask was, have you thought about like changing, sending the rules like a couple <laughs> days before, so then if they cancel, you can still get paid. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> it's just a little trick. That's not a bad idea. The only my only concern is that yeah, my only concern is that they'll see the rules and they'll they'll say, Man, I'm gonna stay anyway, man, it's too late. I'm just gonna stay anyway. You know what I mean? Like and try to and try to get past the rules. So like 
I kind of don't even mind to get their money back. I just want them to cancel. I really just want to get them get out of my hair because I really don't want to even deal with the possibility of that happening. And then the drama and the aftermath of trying to get them out. That's, you know, I don't want to deal with that. So all money ain't good money. That's true. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so you got the house, that first one for 65,000. Did you, were you tempted to, uh, to pull out any money so you can like start doing some, you know, going big on the arbitrage side? Pull out to so, like, I haven't, I don't think I've, um, put enough equity into the home yet. Is that what you mean? Like pulling out the equity? Yeah, um, like re- cash out refi. I haven't, reached, I haven't reached that point yet. I think I have to hit 20% and I haven't reached that point yet. So oh, okay. I'm making very small payments. <laughs> like, I'm taking advantage of it and just trying to leverage, you know, I'm always about leverage, leverage, leverage. I rather, I don't care how much money I have. I want a loan. I want loans and I want to borrow money and I want to pay the interest. But, but yeah, so um, my mortgage payments are like 400 something a month. It's great. 400 something. And then um, basically everyone's paying like 600 a room. So, (laughs) so one person is paying my mortgage. One person. (laughs) (laughs) See, and that's that right there. See, and that's right there is the power in buying. I tell people that it's cool to arbitrage sometimes, but it's cool to buy too because you do your your cash flow does go up when you buy. Like four hundred dollars a month, you can't beat that. Oh my god, Mm -hmm. it's crazy! It's crazy. Tell people they go when I tell people they're always shocked. Like four hundred dollars a month. Yep, Mm -hmm. it's a cheap cheap house, but it's almost brand new. Very crazy deal. And and all your other ones are arbitrages, or you have a couple that you own? So it's just one that I own, so they're all arbitrage. But um, I forgot to mention that the reason why this was so cheap, again, another reason, not only in the location, was also because these townhomes, they stopped building them. They, like, quit the project. I think they ran out of funds. Whoever um, started, whoever was in development ran out of funds, so they completely stopped the project. So they were just selling them off really, really cheap. So that's basically why they're so cheap. Um, there any more left? Any more there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so they're on sale like i see someone sale for right now for like 85 so like um over the years i guess you know they're not as cheap but 85 my bedrooms mm-hmm. so you can still snag one you can still get one oh uh, we gotta talk after the show nah <laughs> yeah we gotta talk after the show what all right <laughs> i got a 1031 right now and uh yeah i'm yeah. looking for property cheap <laughs> 85 90 is what i'm saying so and the, and the HOA is cool with you renting out, you know, short term or whatever. There's no HOA. Oh, even no. better. Um, <laughs> now, now I do have questions. So, rain. so it's a townhome, five mm-hmm. bedrooms. Now you can keep it a hundred. We keep it a hundred on this podcast. How far up in the hood is it? Oh, well, if you ask that question, oh, <laughs> good point. Okay. So I will say from a scale from one, 10, you're living in the, paradise i don't i don't try i don't know what i'm trying to say and then one is you're gonna get shot tomorrow i would say it's like three so it's not well okay you get shot wednesday (laughs) so (laughs) i would say it's like c class it's not d it's like could be worse it could definitely be worse it's like c class i would say hold on eighty five thousand. mm-hmm people the um the people like the neighbors they just don't care about their yard maintenance is pretty much all i really have to say like they don't care about the yards um they park in their yards so it's not like um they don't they don't basically keep the area up their area up so that's why they have it looking bad so it kind of depends on who owns you know each town how um, and now take care of there so how would now how have your reviews been off that with it being like that good question so I used to, I used to have a method where when people um, booked it, I used to say, hey, um, hey, just let you know, like this area, um, the neighbors don't keep their yards up, it's overgrown sometimes, it's kind of, they, you know, um, and then people would still want to stay anyway, and then they leave me like one star, mm. hey, it's not as advertised, I'm like, okay, it is, it is as advertised, I told you. When you book, I, t- I let them cancel for free. Like they want to cancel after I explain it, I let them. But they, sometimes they keep it anyway, and then write me one star. So basically, right now, um, I had people sign contracts with me that basically say, "Hey, you're gonna lose your right to leave a review here 
you're going to lose your right to get a refund. You, you losing all your rights right here, like in this contract right here. Um, and basically, yeah, that's what I do with like, yeah, every, I only require, like I have, um, what I should have said is I have long-term only though. So people are staying for like at least 30 days. Um, but I usually take leases. I'll take like one to two year leases here, um, as well. So, so yeah, so I do kind of everything, but I do long-term only. That's what I should have said before, but. Hold on, you say, mm-hmm. so, you yeah, contract. Do, so you only do long-term only at these places, at this place? So at, at my rooms for rent places, yeah. So like Kennesaw and Carrollton, those places, long-term. Well, okay, not, not really Kennesaw. I could take short-term, but Carrollton long-term only um, there because I just so, don't want to deal with, yeah. Like over there, I just don't want to deal with like that. So Carrollton's the five bedroom in the hood, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, yeah. I mean, I got a few. I got a few places around the corner from the hood, you know. But I, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, money man. in the hood. For real, it is money in the hood. Now, if I was, we were to come out there and buy one of those. Do you know somebody that manages? Or do you? Hmm. So. Um. So okay. So I manage my own. Um. Well, I manage some of mine right now um i'm about to stop i'm about to completely i'm done with managing myself i'm completely done but i would say that i hired like my friend to manage well she will be my manager when i um ended up letting her allow her to take over mm-hmm. so at this point i don't know anyone i don't know anyone but i'll be i hire her but i, I would train i would hire someone off of indeed because <laughs> like every, everyone's cheaper like if you if you hire your own everything's cheaper but I don't know if you can hire a property manager off of ND, but if someone wants extra income, you can train them on how to manage, give them 10% call it a day. Now, now you but, keep bringing up, you bring it up in, is Indeed, is it called? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Okay. And that's just finding people for odd, odd jobs or what is that? Oh yeah. So you can hire people up there. Like you post jobs, hire people. It's completely free. Um, if you want to advertise, you can pay for it if you want, but I don't advertise. And it's always been very easy for me to hire people off of there um, without having to pay, you know, for any fees or anything. So, so yeah, I've hired a lot of people, a lot of people indeed. Like that's, that's, I just stick with indeed. Um, based on marketplace was not going well for me. Like, no, I got no applicants. I'm like, how do people get applications on Facebook? It's not working for me. So I just stick to indeed call it a day. I'm, I'm happy you brought that up. Cause uh, Facebook marketplace, you get us in the people that do apply, you get a certain, demographic of people that just ain't ready for the job so Ooh. i've been looking at uh I, I've, i'm have this is my i'm gonna lead into the question so i've been posted on linkedin for an administrative assistant i got like a hundred some applicants in a day and i don't know how to go through all these damn applications oh <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. you can you can post jobs on linkedin yeah as long I as you create that. a yeah you just got to create a company profile and then under your company profile you create the job and so, oh. that's actually what I was doing today before we got on here. I was going through these applications, but oh. my question is what are your job postings like and what's your interview process like? Cause that's what I'm struggling with. Oh, that's a good question. These are good questions. <laughs> so the job, the job, it took me a while to master. I feel like I'm kind of mastering it now, but it took me a while to master hire. I will say hiring cleaner. Is that what we're talking about? Like hiring cleaner. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, it was terrible. It was so terrible at first. So, so terrible because um, people would quit left and right. And then I would fire left and right. Like I would go through a cleaner once a week. It was so bad at first. And then I kind of learned to basically ask certain questions and go through it like a certain way. So basically now I'll, I'll get I'll like, take you step by step. What I do, like the first thing I do is they apply. I look at their application, but I see, I make sure I look for, long-term history with each job oh my gosh like they need to be at each job for two years or like one to two years that's what they need long job history on their on their resume i'm sorry on the resume um so like a lot of times people will have the people will only last for a job like three to six months at a time three to six months and they're gone and that's like consistently and so i want to avoid those people because they will not last with me obviously they don't want they don't want there's something wrong with them they're going to clear. They're going to get fired in five seconds. So basically um, that's the first step is yeah. Looking at their resume, looking for long-term history. Then after that, I send them my interview questions. I have like 25. So I have, no, I think I have 28. I have like a lot of interview questions. 
um the main the most important ones are well, how much money do you want to make how much money do you need to make monthly at this job how much money do you need to make because like cleaning one property is not going to it's not it's not full-time money period it's like okay you'll make like fifteen hundred dollars a month you're not gonna make you know four thousand you're gonna make like fifteen hundred so maybe a thousand maybe even as low as a thousand so like some people's expectations are super duper high they want like a full-time job but they're applying for like a cleaning position and i was so and i'm so 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 um up front and like i'm so clear on how much i'm going to pay them in the beginning like before they even apply i tell them hey this is how much you're going to pay like you can calculate it like i'm so upfront but people don't read so <laughs> they miss that part and then on the application on, on the um the yeah on the interview questions they're like yeah i'm trying to make 5000 a month minimum i'm like um how, uh, how is that possible if i told you exactly how much you're going to make so that's the most important question that because um, that will cause people to quit like they'll quit very quickly as soon as they figure that out and then what else this is a lot of them um do you want a long-time job do you want a temporary job some people want a temporary like situation and this is like i, I don't want that so mm. i'm not gonna hire them they say temporary um hmm like some people don't like to put references down like I asked for two references, they might not, they might leave that blank. I'm like, dude, I see that. Like, <laughs> why don't you want to put down references? I don't trust you. Um, and then like, what else? There's, there's quite a bit. Yeah. There's, I, I, there's just 28 of them. I have the gist of it. Like, okay. I like the references thing. Be upfront about the pay. Okay. Wow. And do you like mm-hmm. put them on a trial period or anything like that? No trial periods. Um, I kind of just like, no because it's like if i put them on a trial period i feel like i'm kind of screwed either way it's like if they don't do well in the trial period i gotta fire them and if they want to quit i don't know it's just, i kind of i never considered doing a trial period maybe i should but things been going well so but um but after yeah like i asked them those questions and then after that oh i have a cleaning manual and a cleaning manual test if i like how they answer the questions i'll give them a cleaning manual and a cleaning manual test um that they have to pass and that kind of that's like a the cleaning manual is like 18 pages long it's so long everything's so, <laughs> i'm so <laughs> thorough i'm so i'm so thorough because i don't want them to ask me any questions so they get in there they take that clean manual test they pass and then when they get in there the first cleaning they literally ask me no no questions zero because they know exactly what's going on they don't have to ask me where this is what to do here how to fold this they know everything because I was so thorough. Um, and then, but after they pass a clean mail test, they have to do a background check. I just want to make sure they're not a thief so they won't steal all my stuff. And then, um, and then they have to sign a contract, like a contractor's contract to make sure that they know they're not an employee and they can't sue me if they fall. And that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's, a long, it's a long process. <laughs> it's a long process. This, this is what I'm getting um, on this episode with, with Serena is that you're all about the, the upfront stuff. And that's, and that's, um, that's really cool. I mean, it, not only it saves time, it weeds out, you know, the people that you don't want either to rent your place or to work for you. I mean, you're upfront yeah. about all the house rules, you know, right away here. This is what we expect. There's going to be no parties. This will happen if you do it. Sign, you know, and this, this is what you're agreeing to. Otherwise, you know, we'll, we'll shut you down. And you get and you weed out like ninety nine percent of the people that are going to do something, right? And then mm-hmm. and then you do the same with the cleaners, and and then you and you, you like that manual, and you give them a test, and you automatically, you know, if they're not even going to take the test, boom, that goes half the people right there. They're not even willing to take a test, right? Exactly. Most and people then, don't. <laughs> Most people don't take the test. A lot of people don't want to pay the twenty five dollars the background check. It's only twenty five dollars, but that that lets me know, hey, you're not serious about because it's just twenty five dollars. Just pay. It. I'm not going to pay it. I'm not right. going to pay for your background for you to not show up the first day. So it's just well, no. So yeah, there's a lot of ways people can um, back out, you know? Yeah. yeah. What systems are you using for the background check and the test? Like, do you send them like a Google form or what? So I do have like a Google docs. I send them a link to the Google doc and they can just click on it and they'll download. And yeah, so Google docs link. Hmm. And then, um, so it's kind of ghetto. I am using cozy.com. Because what I, I haven't found a background check that's as cheap as that. Oh, you—that's what you use, okay? Because yeah. that's like the cheapest thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> the cheapest thing I can find. I don't want them to pay $75 for a background check. I really don't. Like, I really want to be cheap as possible. So, like, I looked everywhere, and that's the cheapest I can find. But I don't want to use that because it looks like it's for landlords and tenants, and that's they're not my tenant. They're my cleaner. But I don't mm. – so you gotta find something cheaper, basically. Okay. Yeah, like I was saying, so like you put all that upfront stuff and it saves you so much time and headaches in the future. I I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I'm just weeding, yeah, like you said, weeding people out is key. Um, just saving my own time. I used to I used to call people and like have no no no. I used to actually meet up with cleaners and do a do an in person interview. Um, then I got my time wasted a whole lot. Then I said, Okay, I'm not doing that anymore. Then I used to call them and have an hour-long conversation just for them to not show up the first day. Do you know how mad I am? Because I spent an hour talking to them. So I basically got to, to the point where, I'm, hey, let's try to save my own time. So now I just do a, um, like an in- interview through email. So just answer these questions and write them down. And I'm spending only five minutes going through each cleaner instead of, you know, an hour or two. So trying to save my own time, basically. Systems, systems. I love it. Yeah, I, I remember mm-hmm. back in the day, you know, well, when I get renters for my long-term rentals, um, is you know, everything goes good. They're, they're telling you all the good stuff, the stuff you want to hear while you're showing them their house and stuff. And as soon as you get to the point, okay, yeah, I'm going to send you the application. And then, and, you, know, we're, you know, it's going to do the background and credit and then we'll, and we'll see where we go. You're just looking at them, their face, their body, their body language just changes, you know? Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So, so what all, what all is on that? It's like, Mm-hmm. You know, just that credit and background. Oh, well, there's this one thing, you know, I just wanted to tell you about real quick, you know, it's, it says it's a felony, but it kind of, it was a misunderstanding. <laughs> I was in the car with somebody. They had it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you the whole life story. I was uh, like, oh, shit. People want to call you before viewing. That's when I know it's a whole life story. I don't even want to talk. They're they like, hey, before I view your property, can I give you a call? I'm like, no. Mm-mm. You can go ahead and keep messaging me through Facebook Marketplace because I'm not about to talk to you for an hour about what happened in your past. I'm really not. Like, that happens every <laughs> single time. Every single time. I'm like, no, I'm not taking no more phone calls. Nope. Nope. That's between three him. Nope. Uh, no, if they start bringing up, you know, it's a, it's a funny thing too. They start bringing up Jesus or or the church or Amen <laughs> and, and God bless and all that. It's not a good no. sign, man. It's not a good sign. <laughs> no, see, no, no, no. We gotta miss me with that emotional stuff. We gonna we gonna skip all of that. We gonna skip all of that. No, mm-mm. no. Um, I over that one. Jesus in the church. <laughs> Oh man! What after that? No. Let's pray. Let's pray real quick. Let's pray. No, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is amazing. So, so yeah. So you're all you're all about the arbitrage game now. So, um, so how do you find your arbitrages and 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 how do you go about setting them up? I know you said you you called yourself cheap. So how do you set up a five bedroom or a six bedroom place on the cheap? Oh God, you really can't. You really can't. But um, but that's that's a good question as well. But yeah, um, basically Zillow. So I spend literally sometimes like my whole day going through Zillow. Call now. I don't make phone calls anymore. I used to call, but now I send them a long, long text message that says, "Hey, this is what I'm trying to do. Can I do this? I'll pay you more rent. I'm a good. T- I'll be a good tenant. Here's why. Like I try to convince them through this long text message. Um. And agents suck because they usually don't respond, but owners will respond with the yes or no. Usually it's a no. I would say um, I can, I can hit up 300 people and that out of 300, maybe three were interested, maybe one. So it's, it's kind of like you have to work really kind of, sometimes you have to work really hard to um, find people who are interested, but like <laughs> it's worth it to me. I mean, clearly it's worth it to me, but. Yeah, it's a lot of work. So, um, but sometimes I can get them really fast. Sometimes I can spend only like the, my fastest was like two days going on Zillow and I got a lease sign like two days later. So like sometimes it's really quick. Sometimes it could take a month to find the right one. Cause I'm also picky about which ones I get. I'm not going to just get any property. I have to make sure, Hey, like is my profit margin going to be high enough? Um, is this property nice enough? It has to be nice. It has to be updated, modern. It can't be outdated. They have to be okay with, making upgrades to the property if I suggest them because sometimes they don't want to like make the property um, more modern for me. I might 
suggest certain things. There's a lot of like things. Um, it might be the hood because I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing the hood no more. I'm not doing the hood. I'm not doing the hood. Yeah, I want like A, B class neighborhoods. Um, so that, that that's how I've gotten moving forward. Is because yeah, I just want as much profit as possible. Like the profit margin needs to look real nice. So I have to get those nice properties. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, it's like a lot of work, but it's a lot of work, but yep. it's worth it. Couple questions. Mm-hmm. What is the profit margin difference? Like, is there a big profit margin difference between your one in the hood compared to the one in the A or B class neighborhood? So, so it's different. Like, I would say that's kind of different. That's kind of weird because I own it and then it's kind of like I'm doing rooms. So, like, you can't make, sometimes you can't make as much with rooms as you can with the entire place. Mm -hmm. So, like, I can't really compare them well because of the, those two factors, I would say. But um, I would say I thought I was doing good with my first property in, in, in profit. I thought I was doing real good. Then, mm, then <laughs> um, this other property, I'm able to make like five times the profit. So, um, but yeah, I would say like, it kind of, you can't really compare because there are rents and then there's like, you know, me owning it and the rooms and then the entire place. So I can't really compare that well, but I mean, I can't compare the one in Kennesaw, but I, I rent that one. But the profit there is pretty much the same as the one I own because I'm able to charge more for it. Yeah, I'm able to just charge way more mm. the location. Um, so, yeah, like literally the profit's the same as my one in Carrollton, which is like the rooms, even though I'm paying rent. Like, Yo, rent. Y'all really get me on these bigger places. I, like, geez. I had a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, I was surprised because, um, yeah, I had, like, my original, what I used to want originally was, like, two grand a month in profit, and I thought that was doing really good, and then I'm like, wait a minute, I can make way more than that. Oh, my God, but I'm going to have to invest way more money. So, to answer your second question, it's not cheap. Oh, it's not cheap to furnish five-bedroom, six-bedroom home, especially when I put a lot of effort into the design because that gets me so much attention. Cause like you have to compete around here. It's like, um, there's so many, everybody, mama wants to do this. So you have to compete. So, um, I, I just have just, I put a lot of effort into the design process. And then, um, basically, unfortunately it probably cost minimum like 10 K. I mean, if you want to be really, really cheap, if you want to do a five bedroom for really, really cheap, that's really not enough, like really 15. And then one of them, one of my highest income property is that cost $35,000 oh, wow. <laughs> $35,000 to, um, to furnish. Like, it was crazy. It was crazy. But the money I'm gonna make is crazy at the same time. So it makes sense with that one. It makes, it makes a lot of sense, but crazy. Absolutely crazy. Ooh. But well, yeah, a lot of, a lot of effort was put in the design process. So that's really why it costs so much money. Let's talk about that. Let's, let's talk about that one, the thirty-five k one. Dive into that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell us about oh, that. Oh. So, yeah, yeah. so basically, um, that's a location in Patterson Springs, Georgia. So it's that's the one. Um, it has a pool. It has a jacuzzi, and that's that's really. Um, I was so excited for that one because, um. Like it's secluded. It's like in a um. It's it's surrounded by um, a whole bunch of trees, so the neighbors you can't really see them, and it's huge. So nice. The in like the the driveway entrance is so nice. Um, it's just a very high quality um home, A class neighborhood for sure. Um, but yeah, so six bedrooms. Um, I there's a game room. So like there's a game room. There's a wet bar. So I had to like invest money in the game room, of course, and then um the wet bar, and then um furnishing six bedrooms oh i do cram a lot of beds that's a good reason why it was so expensive i crammed nine beds in six bedrooms so three of the bedrooms have two beds so like i had to um mm-hmm. and they're clean they're all clean so i had to like get as many beds as possible if I, as i can and then hmm yeah like the design like a whole lot of decor just so much decor so many plants wallpaper like the whole nine yards like i even put peel and stick tile on the um the ugly floors because the landlord he was willing to do a lot for me so he painted the place 
all white. Um, he did everything I asked him to do. Like he changed all the light fixtures for me. He paid for that. <sighs> what else? He paid for a lot. That was not it. I can't remember right now, but basically he invested a lot of his money in there for me. Um, cause he was excited. I was doing the, I offer five years. So I offer a long lease. That's why a lot of people are even, are even responding to me is because I do a, like offer a long lease. Um, I would not, I would not recommend that for someone just starting out, but if you know what you're doing and it's been a while, like do long leases, um, and offer long leases. But anyway, so he was so excited about that. He was willing to basically do like make changes for me, even though he didn't even, I don't even think he really likes the changes, but he, he made the changes that I thought that we should make to make the property more modern. Um, he painted, we, we painted the brick fireplace black and the living room is now white. It used to be like wood. It was, it was terrible. Oh God, mm. terrible. It was like wood. We painted white and then a black fireplace and it looked so good. Like it looked so modern. I'm going to post those photos on my Instagram soon because people need to know how much effort we put into this property. It was so much effort. But, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So yeah, that's why it's so expensive. It's just like, we got we got two tables and we crammed them together. We put them together like the same table, so that we can create a really really long table for um to seat sixteen. So like it accommodates sixteen. So so, so yeah, it's very expensive. Very 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 expensive. Oh, I don't know how. I don't even know how it costs so much. I'm like I was stressed out. <laughs> like wait a minute. Now there's a couple things you touched yeah. on that are very key, and I think people you actually made me think about it. So if you get a larger unit those are usually harder to rent. Like people renting five and six bedroom houses, those are hard to rent. So that is a very good target to go after, which I just never thought about. So my next question is like, who's your target guest for that unit? And then like, what's your average nightly rate? Well, to start off, well, okay. I would tell you, you, you'd think it's hard to rent a five bedroom, but they go so fast they go fast and i didn't think that was the case but i have to literally stalk owners sometimes because their property will be available one week and then the next week it's not and i'm like dude for real like and then but i will i will say that the um, the more expensive properties are the one those are those are harder to rent like they have to be expensive they have to be like three four or five thousand dollars most people can't afford that. Most people are not qualified. Like they don't have the income to be able to afford that. Cause you know, the landlords want you to make three times the rent. Mm -hmm. So if you're not making three times the rent denied. So that's really the reason I think it's because of four. It's it's So my rent is $4,400. Like it's, it's, it's higher. So you have to make three times rent and most people can't afford it. So that's like one of the reasons I would say, but yeah, they go fast. You, you need guys, but, um, Wait, what was the other thing? Uh, who's your oh, the, uh, um, okay, yeah. so like the ideal tenants? Mm -hmm. So, I prefer people. I prefer families. I prefer families who are like in town for to visit other family members. That's probably like the top thing that I like. Um, I also like corporate like leasing, like leasing to you know like um people, business people. Um, I do not prefer a, a birthday party. I don't want that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um. Sometimes it happens anyway, but they follow your, they just have to follow the house rules. Like they want to have a party that to be like respectful. Um, I've had parties in homes. I've had my own birthday parties in homes and we were like, um, not at Airbnbs. I've never even stayed in an Airbnb, by the way, even though that's what I do. I never say it at once, but <laughs> like, I know that it exists that people can take care of your property, even though they have a birthday party. I've had it done several, so many times. So it happens, but um, they still follow the house rules, all of them. But, but anyway, that's my ideal. Um, that's my ideal tenant, basically. Families or like corporate leasing, and then so my nightly rate is surprising. Um, I thought I was gonna get away with two hundred on the weekdays, and then like seven hundred on weekends as a um, daily rate. But dude, oh my god! Like, so these people are willing to pay like five hundred a day for the weekdays, and then like a thousand to 1100 on the weekend on the weekends like so friday and Saturday is like a thousand each and then um saturday is like i mean sunday is like six seven hundred and then um the rest of the day is like 500 so like basically in one week my rent is not only paid like my whole rent i'm making more than my rent in one week so like the other three weeks i'm pro another for profit another for profit so paying for that furniture <laughs> was worth it like it was worth the money and i'm getting that back so fast you know 
Here's the scariest part. You said five-year lease. Um, what kind of out clauses do you put in place? Like if they stop doing Airbnb, if they stop allowing Airbnb, blah, blah, blah. Good question. So I am fully protected with my lease. My leases, people, the reason, main reason why I can't, people can't agree with um, renting to me is because of my terms. My terms are, they're not crazy, but they think some, you know, my terms are to protect me. So one of my terms is that, um, if I back out, if I decide to end my lease, then you can penalize me for like a month or two of the rent. That's fine. But if I penal- if I back out because there were new laws, like, you know, there were new regulations with short-term rentals, I am not to be penalized. You are not going to hold my security deposit. Basically, you cannot hold me responsible if I end it because of causes that were not like, you know, my fault. So like, I have that in the lease so that I'm protected if I have to end it because of that. But... I shouldn't have to do that because the reason why I get these large homes is because I have a backup plan. Backup plan is always going to be rooms to rent. Like that's always going to be like a backup plan in case I will say crap hits his van. Um, I can still, you know, make profit. I'm not going to make as much. I'm still going to make profit. So like, even if I can't do it, so that's what I do to protect myself. I also have the landlords have like a penalty. If they break the lease, they have a large penalty. If they break the lease. Mm. Cause I've been, I spent all this time and money getting this together. You ain't about to break this lease. You ain't about to break this lease. So you can't sell your property. You can't do anything. So like I have like a $10,000 penalty, but I really need to raise that to 20. Like sometimes one time I did 15,000, <laughs> 15,000. Um, one landlord signed like a $15,000 penalty to him. If he, um, to raise the lease. So like they can't get out of this lease with me or else they owe me money. Like they owe me money. <laughs> So, cause they're going to take my money. <laughs> they're going to take my money. Um, cause like, yeah, like getting it together. Cause, cause like I actually had a interior designer for this last property and like, we have to pay her, you know what I mean? Like I had to pay her. Um, and just like basically the time invested into getting it together. I'm not, about, you ain't about to write this. Thing. Nope. Mm-mm. I need to get paid for that. I need to get paid. So yeah. So you have a lot of terms. I have like, well, okay, I have 10. 10 terms that I have them add to the lease that protect me. So. That's the first time in the history of this show that we've heard about putting a, you know, a break the lease clause on the landlord. That's that. Really? <laughs> they they got to pay you to break the lease. That's beautiful. So here's why I'm paranoid. I'm paranoid because here's why landlords sometimes want to stalk their own property. They want to like go on Airbnb, you try to figure out how much I'm charging, you try to figure out how much I'm making. They keep asking me, how much are you making? How much are you making? I don't want to, that's none of your business, how much I'm making. That's none of your business. So like, I don't want them to get too excited and be like, oh, she's making so much money. Let me go ahead and take this property back. No, like you're not about, no. So that's pretty much, I'm so paranoid. That's why I <laughs> in there because I don't want them to get the idea that they can just do this themselves when, it was my idea, not theirs. Like they weren't even thinking about this until I came along. So they're not about to take over my business. You know what I mean? So and then you're gonna have a penalty if you do. That that is that's a cold. Oh, I have another one that says I'll go ahead. Yeah. I have another term that says if they um if they wanna do it themselves and break it because of that, they not only owe me a fine, but they also have to pay me fifty percent of the money that they're gonna be making for the rest of my lease term and they have to let me manage it. So basically, they can't get out of it. Period. Like they can't, <laughs> they can't get out. Period. You cannot get out of this lease. Period. I mean, I went for win-win. You, you break it, I win. You don't break it, I win. Win-win. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Damn, that's cold. That's cold. I love. I thought, that. I thought Michael was cold, but I think you got him beat. <laughs> for real, you got me beat. I, <laughs> I thought it would be normal for landlords. I think going to be some surprise that nobody's um, mentioned that. Oh, we got to get that one on Clubhouse. I don't even think anybody's talked about these. Oh, 20 20 G's, a penalty? Damn. Ain't Mm. no traditional landlord about to pay 20,000 to break no lease. (laughs) All right. Oh, go ahead. That's what, yeah, that's what backs people out, but I'm fine with that. If they don't want to sign the lease because of that, like, yeah, people have backed, not backed out, people have, like, ghosted me after I send my terms, but, like, like, that's totally fine with me. I just want to. Why do they think, like, if you're not okay with that, then what did you plan on doing with your property? Why Why would you, because a lot of people are excited about the five years, so, like, why are you even interested in breaking this in the first place? The fact that you think that you could break it, that's enough for me. I'm done. I don't want to do business with you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even want you thinking about breaking this lease. So, 
that's why I want them to be scared. If they're scared, then I kind of like, okay, I, um, what do they call that? What's that term? What's that saying? Fought a bullet. What is that quote? <laughs> I forgot the term. But um, basically, yeah, I kind of, oh, dodge the bullet. Dodge the bullet. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Dodge the bullet. So, yeah, I don't want to have to deal with somebody. No, no, yeah, no. Thinking about breaking the lease. So, you no. See. You're signing, you're signing really long leases. Well, do you have any plan? And you put, let's say you put 35000 into that house. Do you have any plans when that five-year mark hits about re-signing and trying to keep it from jumping, the, the amount jumping? So, um, kind of no. So, like, I do have it. One of my terms is that I do want to have it on auto-renew, though. That is, like, one of my terms. Like, I would like it to be on auto-renew but they have to give me like a six months heads up if they don't want to do auto renew. They can't just like, let me know last minute and it like to know six months ahead that you don't want to auto renew. But um, like I get those five years at a flat rate and I, I kind of fight for that flat rate. I'm fighting for that because nobody wants to do it. Everybody wants to do a 5% a year increase. And I'm like, no, it needs, needs to be a flat rate. Um, Cause you're not about to take my profit. So, um, but basically after the five years, it's on auto renew, but they still have the opportunity, right. To, to raise the rent. So if they do, I mean, I'd pay for higher rent. I'd pay for higher rent at all the properties. Um, I don't want to, but as long as I'm making the money I want to make, I'd pay the higher rent. So I guess we will have to cross that, like get to that time. Um, I guess we have to like, you know, see how that goes in the future. But in five years, I should be able to charge more. I would, I would think I would, I would be able to charge more in five years. So I should probably make the same amount of money or close to it so i'd be fine either way i would pay higher rent i have a question for you so like, okay my threshold like if i'm getting a one bedroom one bath i'm like look if i don't make 500 dollars a month on this then we're, we're going to cancel it right what is your threshold on like a five to six bedroom like what's your cat like hey this is if this we can't make this cash flow it's not worth it it used to be a thousand then it was two thousand then it was three thousand then it was four thousand now Five thousand, six thousand, um, but more can be possible. But five thousand, five thousand. Okay, I'll be happy with four. Okay, I'll be happy with four. I'll be happy with four. But so, I would prefer more. That's a good KPI though. Four thousand. Like if we ain't making four thousand, we out. Like can't miss that. But okay, that that man. However, however, there has. <laughs> goal right now is to get one a month one property a month um in 2021 so far so good so far so good but i've realized that sometimes it's more about quantity um so like if it comes a time where i'm struggling to find someone to and the, the property is like i can't find a property that's going to hit my 4k then i go for something that hits three or two i don't want to okay. but i'd rather have that than nothing you know i'd rather have that than no property at all Cause if my goal is one a month, I just got to keep, go- keep going. And sometimes the inventory is not going to be there. So I got to take what I'm going to take. So if it comes to that, but I've obviously I'm going to try to get, you know, four grand or more on each property. See, but that, that's one of them situations where you, you shoot for the stars and land on the moon. Cause 2000 a month, that ain't bad. I mean, shit, if you, hey, I'm setting my, that's 10 X to the next level. I'm going to set my goal up here <laughs> and I'll land right here. I'm, Damn, I, I need to go to the ATL. Yeah, yeah, my goals just got higher and higher as I as I saw what was possible. I was shocked. I'm like, wait a minute, it's possible to make this much? Okay, so I'm just gonna increase my goal and try to get what I you know the best I can get. So what I do want is more properties that are like the Paris Springs one, the large one, the four thousand um, square foot. I would like more like that, but like the inventory is so low to find that. But I'm gonna chase. I'm gonna be chasing the best of the best even though it costs so much more money, I'm going to get more money. I'm going to get a higher return. But, but yeah, I'm going to keep chasing the best if I can. <laughs> She's literally 10Xing, man. That's what it is. You mentioned That's it. all it 10X. is. 10Xing. Damn. Yeah. Why well, put all that time and effort at a one-bedroom, one-bath condo when you could just do it all at once on a big, on a big scale and make like 10 times as much? Dude, that, that's a level. <laughs> I'm for real. See, Natalie like, came on before, yeah, too, and she um, saw the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I just think yeah oh yeah because um it's just yeah like i realized very quickly that people who are like in these condos and apartments are usually making like 800 bucks a month profit or like a thousand and um the property that i like um purchased i was making more than that and i'm like nah i'll go with 
that's what made me want to go with like a large property instead of like a one bedroom just because making more than that and um I was already making more than that I wasn't even doing Airbnb I was just doing like long-term rooms like man more money is possible so I'm gonna try to get more money I'm trying to get more money because it takes a lot of work to get these properties together so and it's like another thing is I haven't even tried to hit up uh, apartments before though I haven't even tried to hit them up um that's like like a last case scenario for me I would do it if I was out of desperation I would get an apartment but they would have to be okay with me I'm making five grand. I ain't calling them in this shit. <laughs> what for? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so, I, I, I'm out of desperate. Like if I, if everyone, if I just can't get a yes, because it could be like sometimes you just can't get a yes. A couple months can go by and you're struggling. So at that point, I hit up an apartment. Mm-hmm. But for now, I'm gonna hit my house. Just for now, I'm, I'm, I'm like where I'm at right now. <laughs> no, you're doing great. You're doing great what you're doing right now. So let, let's break that down. You, I want people to think about this. So you're making four thousand a month, like four thousand is your minimum, I think you said. And you're trying to you're picking up one property a month. So if you you're making well over your goal at the end of this year is to be making what forty eight thousand dollars a month in cash in net cash flow. Man, yeah, people but gotta dream already, bigger, man. I I started with five um, before 2021, so I guess it's going to end up being 17 properties. But I didn't think, like, I thought my goal was kind of crazy. I'm like, wait a minute, how am I going to do this? But so far, it's been happening. So I'm like, okay, two leases signed in February, and then I just got a property in January. Okay, this might actually happen. So, hmm, that's cool. So, yeah, I'm just going to, um, I have to work hard. I have to, I can't stop. I basically just can't stop contacting people and basically just staying on Zillow and stalking people <laughs> trying to get these homes but yeah it's possible it's possible so i'm not gonna even know what to do making that much money. i'm not gonna even know what to do i'm gonna like wow i don't even know what to do that's crazy. <laughs> i can tell it's you strange. what to do to make you real rich I'm for me. Say again? All, i can tell you what to do to make you real rich what use all your cash as leverage and then learn how to burr then just be buying properties with other people's money and don't even use yours so I do want to burr. I do want to do that method. Um, my problem is I only want to buy more. I decided that I don't want to buy a single family anymore unless it's for me to live. At. I really just want to buy multifamily only. So what I, what I could see myself doing is doing the burr method with a multifamily mm-hmm. um, and then using other people's money. So I'm very, I love, I really try not to spend money at all. <laughs> like I use credit um business credit so i'm I'm getting i'm kind of newer at business credit i just got some last year so i'm kind of new but i'm basically leveraging credit um so that i can just save my money up and then i need like i need like another two hundred thousand for a multifamily i need a lot of money oh god oh god but, um but yeah I'm, tr- I'm trying to save it right now for that but um but yeah like i but i also have a problem that i don't want to share my profits like i really don't want to share my profits um and that's my problem with like um, borrowing money, you know, with a, with a lender and all that. Oh, God, I don't know. I have to, I have to deal with that. I have to deal with that later, but I'm kind of trying to take all the profit. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not trying to, oh, it's split profit. I don't know. <sighs> but yeah, I definitely want to get into that later for sure. But with a multifamily, I'll probably buy a multifamily that's um, moving ready first so that I can feel comfortable and then work my way up. I might do cosmetic renovations at first. And then um, work my way up to like you know the bigger rehabs later on mm. when I'm more comfortable. I just don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up. But <laughs> and I really don't know. I don't know a lot about you know renovating a property, so I want to make sure I don't lose any money. I'm sure oh, you'll yeah. kick you kick butt at that, like like you're doing everything else. I'm sure you're gonna do great at it. Thank uh, you. This has been a great show, Serena. You really opened our eyes and and inspired us. And that's what that's what we love about our show. People come on and inspire us. And yeah, you're kicking butt and taking names and and thank you so much for hopping on with us thank you guys so much for having me yeah where can folks find you oh uh instagram what do you mean on online instagram um so my name is at serena or so s-y-e-r-e-n-a-o-r-r so at serena or on instagram i really don't use any other app well i use clubhouse now so my clubhouse is at serena so s-y-e R-E-N-A. S-Y-E-R-E-N-A. Okay, cool. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, thanks for hopping on and good luck in all you do. And we'll, and yeah, we'll be touching base with you in the future for sure. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Have a good day. For sure. Where can they find us, Steve? They can find us at liveletthrive.com, liveletthrive at gmail.com. And everywhere books are sold. I don't know. Just bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you can find us online. Find, uh, find us on Clubhouse. We're everywhere. Live, let, thrive. Live, let, thrive. And we are out. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.